0: is being stubborn making or breaking the operation we go down the rabbit hole on this one crew let's ranch it up good day everyone and thanks for riding with us on this all new episode of the ranch it up radio show i'm jeff tigger Earhart. a big thank you goes out to our partners green acres vitelli Pharmatan, and imogene ingredients the American Galvy Association, the Tri-State Livestock News, the Farmer and Rancher Exchange and the Fence Post, Abrahamson Rodeo Company, Westway Feed Products, Neogen, Allied Genetic Resources, Livestock, Equine, and AuctionTime.com, RFD-TV, the Cowboy Channel and Wrangler, Cow Country News, you know, the cow stuff. We've got a lot to cover this episode and to the news channels we go. Another chapter in the now six-year-old broiler chicken antitrust case has been closed as Chick-fil-A and Tyson Foods have resolved the chain's claims against the processor. Now listen to this. I know we're talking about chicken, but this is an example. In a filing in the case, the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of Illinois, Chick-fil-A, agreed to dismiss the claims with prejudice in exchange for Tyson's timely, fulsome, and satisfactory ongoing cooperation with Chick-fil-A with regard to those claims by Chick-fil-A that arise from the criminal investigation, including, but not limited to, claims arising from conduct related to Tyson's sales of broiler chicken products to Chick-fil-A from 2012 to 2019. Now, I know that that is a mouthful. Listen to this. I'm just going to wrap it all together with this. The agreement dovetails with the conditional leniency that Tyson already has received from the Antitrust Division of the U.S. Department of Justice in regard to alleged criminal conduct by poultry suppliers and their executives in several other cases in exchange for Tyson's, uh, Tyson's excuse me, cooperation. Conditional leniency. Did you all hear that? Chick-fil-A and Tyson each agreed to pay for their respective fees and costs in the matter. Should I say it one more time? Conditional leniency. Yeah, I think we're going to have to start banding together in about any way, shape, and form we can, right? Right. Now, moving on to other news, the latest Cattle on Feed Report pegs November 1st feedlot inventory at 98% of last year in the second consecutive monthly year-over-year decrease. The 12-month moving average of feedlot totals, which shows the average feedlot total for the previous year, peaked in September of this year. Feedlot inventories are expected to decrease year over year for the foreseeable future. This is all according to Daryl Peel, the extension livestock marketing specialist, one of them, with uh, Oklahoma State University. The peak average cow herd and calf crop, he says, occurred in 2018 with the peak Eaters supply noted on January 1st of 2019. He says drought in 2021 and 2020 caused cattle to be marketed earlier than usual and resulted in reduced heifer retention and increased heifer and cow slaughter in 2021 and 2022. Early marketing of cattle, reduced heifer retention, and herd liquidation have kept feedlot inventories higher this year and temporarily increased beef production. Beef production is projected at a record in 2022 as a result of the highest total cattle slaughter in 15 to 20 years. Now, he says as 2022 comes to a close, it appears that feedlot inventories have peaked and cattle slaughter should begin to decline in the next few months, he says back on October 1st of this year, the inventory of heifers and feedlots was higher than the previous year with the heifer percentage of total feedlot inventories the highest in the last 21 years. He says the number of heifers and feedlots should begin to decline and will drop sharply when herd rebuilding Begins. He wraps up by saying with drought conditions continuing, it is unclear when herd liquidation will cease and herd rebuilding will begin. However, he said it is clear, excuse me, that feedlot production, cattle slaughter beef production, he says, will fall this next year in 2023. How much they will fall depends on when drought conditions improve. And that, my friends, is a look at the news coming up. Is Stubborn making or breaking the operation? Stick around. We've got a lot more of the Ranch It Up radio show right after this. Nutrition does not need to be difficult or overwhelming or complicated at all. Keep things simple with Westway Feed Products. Cow, calf, dairy, feedlots, equine, and custom if you need. You can count on Westway. Westwayfeed.com.
1: Hey, it's Mark Fanzi with LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, and AuctionTime.com. Give us a call, 844-775-4762, or look us up online at LivestockMarket.com. Thanks, guys.
2: Vitelli is a precision livestock company that has set out to solve what we call the triple challenge. And the triple
0: challenge is really the combination of the need for more protein coupled with doing it in a more sustainable production practice, doing it in a way that producers can make money. We're not going to make this one fancy. No clever puns or playing words or sound effects. This one is just pure facts. It's close to weaning time if you haven't already, so did the genetics you used work like you thought they would? Make the decision today with the Continental Breed of Choice. Make crossbreeding easy. Performance, profitability, productivity. Gelvy and Balancer, now you have the options. Smart, reliable, profitable. The Continental Breed of Choice. Feeding Pharma at weaning time is perfect for... coccidia control, and then excellent to help with that transition to solid feed and seeing their weights really hold up as they put cattle through their weaning ration. Head to imogeneingredients.com. Is being stubborn really that bad? Is it really that good? Well, the answer is yes to both of those. It can keep us afloat when times are tough, and and it can be our worst nightmare... When we are trying to make changes, or if we want changes, it's stressful enough doing what we do, and add on top of everything. But trying to include families and sons and daughters, the next generation, additional components, well, that can make it more make it more than we can bear. It many times. Andy Junkin, better wise known as Cajun, is with stubborn.farm, Okay, www.stubborn.farm, and he asks the question. Is stubborn making or breaking your family? Operation Cajun, thanks for being with us on the show. This is a tough topic that has lots of dimensions to it. So let's start at the 30,000 foot level. You've got a program and workshops, and you do consulting where you give out 10 steps to be successful. And this is not managing nutrition in your calves or, or a better breeding program. This is all about being the right kind of stubborn. And how to work with your loved ones and, and to keep working with your loved ones to take the operation from good to great.
3: I'm a 7th generation farm boy from a little town called Bob Cage in Ontario, Canada. That's why everybody calls me Cajun. And uh, what caused my family to be successful in farming for 7 generations is the fact that we're stubborn. And what caused my family to fail is the fact that we're stubborn. And I'm hell-bent to turn the word stubborn from bad thing to good thing for a farm family. Uh, by getting farm families to stop being stubborn with each other and start being stubborn at the critical things that matter. And it's been, essentially the last 15 years, I've been the mediator that's been called out to deal with the most dire either farm debt or farm succession uh, cases across North America. worked in 21 states and five Canadian provinces. And I've been the guy that's been called out to deal with, you know, after there's been two or three uh, mediators or succession planners out of the farm and um, been able to pull rabbits out of the hat a lot of the time. Um, but you know, I'm tired of fighting fires. And so what I've done is developed a program that can help a farm family, I basically give away 10 of my best ideas, uh, so that any farm kid that's coming home to the farm, you know, how do you transition from a parent, child to professional working relationship, just like taking a marriage counseling class before you get married. It's like helping you identify a taboo topics that nobody talks about that are common problems in in farming partnerships and helping you get the fundamentals in place so you can take how you guys work together from good to great so that the next 10 years, instead of butting heads and pulling the farm in different directions, you can actually work well together as a team and take on the world together as a family.
0: We were talking off air, and you said just working on a couple basic principles of, like you said, critical thinking, just a couple just a couple areas. And I know that you've got kind of this, this whole workshop-based one thing building upon the other based, you know, one success based on the previous success, but just working on a couple of them has the potential, and it makes all the sense in the world to me, has the potential to increase profitability on your, on your operations substantially.
3: Yeah. I mean, anything you can do to improve the quality of the decision-making as a family. You, you can uh, skyrocket your farm's profitability. A lot of the farms I, fa- uh, families I deal with, we nearly double the farm's profitability. Uh, but more importantly, we get rid of the headaches of butting heads and pulling the farm in different directions and farming with family is fun. And I think that that's what farming should be is, as I mean, nobody gets married expecting to get a divorce. Nobody goes home to farm with their family expecting there's going to be partnerships. We all have this false belief that we are special and that it's going to be happily ever after. And I think the more realistic we can be and proactively is saying, hey, it's it's tough being in a partnership, whether it's a marriage or working with your family, how do we get the fundamentals in place so that you know we can we can have a really good uh, working partnership here so that the next 10 years farming with the family is fun again? What the purpose of my workshop is, is, is to get some fundamentals in place, things that are taboo topics that, that you would never think about uh, being a problem, but uh, uh, as a meteor who's helped hundreds of farms over the last 15 years in 21 states and five Canadian provinces, Uh, there's just common problems that I see. And and anything you can do to – so that's why I'm giving away these 10 different ideas is that we can, as a result, double the probability of your family still farming together in 10 years' time.
0: Boy, howdy, that's kind of a – that's a difficult thing to do, you know, those of us that live at the end of dirt roads, to reach out. And I'm saying this with all due respect. I've been there. Oh, yeah. um, That it is hard to reach out and ask for help because i think at that point that when we're asking for help we are admitting that we failed and and personally i think that's part of the battle right there that it is okay if we failed that just means we figured out a way not to do it correctly so is that kind of one of the first maybe the first big hurdle is maybe it is okay to admit that what you did didn't work. It doesn't mean that the the whole thing is shot and you got to forget everything. It just means, okay, this isn't working and we maybe need some assistance or somebody to come in and, and work with us. It doesn't mean that the whole darn thing failed. As soon as I got married, my, my wife
3: thought it was crazy, but we, we actually meet with the marriage counselor on a quarterly basis from day one. And it wasn't that we had problems. It's just that that's the time and place where we take how we work together from good to great. And for me, it makes sense that uh, if you're just a 21 year old farm kid coming home to the farm, you start evolving how you guys work together and make that a, a core foundation so that you're not one of the statistics of having problems, but, what I've actually been shocked by is that we actually offered this. Uh, we've been offering this program for about five years now, in in different forms. And what actually I found uh, was that farm families um, that were in the middle of a, of a of problems working together. With it. Usually they've been working together for 10, 15 years with their their different generations, their different siblings. Uh, they've taken this course, and it's getting 10 simple ideas to evolve how you guys work together. It's not going to solve all your family's problems, but it's going to, it's going to get rid of half the issues. There's a light at the end of the tunnel and everybody knows it's not a train. And so I offer this, this course, you can have me come out to your community and I'll sit down with 10 families or we offer this online and a lot of farm families, they prefer to just two half day sessions online. They can take it at their leisure and nobody in the community needs to know that they're taking this. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, how do you go from good to great? And, uh, the challenge for our generation isn't overcoming a drought or overcoming, like my, my ancestors in 1832, they cleared the Canadian wilderness. That was the challenge of their generation. Like um, my, my grand, grandpa went through the 30s and through a drought. Um, but the challenge for our generation is term, working with family from weakness to strength. And anything you can do to proactively do that as, as soon as possible, uh, improve strong profitability and, and more importantly, family relationships.
0: People want to be heard. And they want to be respected for their ideas that they bring. And you use the example of of one of the young sons and daughters going off to college and, and being exposed to new and different ways and then then coming home and wanting to to share said ideas. So would you agree with that, Cajun, that one of the big issues, in addition to a number of other ones, but one of the big issues is that we want to be heard and we, we just we want to be respected for our ideas. They maybe won't be implemented per se but we at least want to be heard and respected. I think the thing is what a farm family
3: has to get good at is to stop being stubborn with each other and start being stubborn at the critical habit of actually listening to your partners. Instead of looking at things only one way and trying to bully that decision through, uh, look at things as, as a discipline, as a family, looking at things five different ways before you start uh, weighing those options and making a decision. Stop having that I'm smarter than you attitude and start making smarter decisions together as a family.
0: If I can pin you down <laughs> and throw you under the bus with this one, yeah. Cajun, how, yeah. how successful has your program been? I mean, apparently, obviously, you said you've helped people in 21 states and five Canadian provinces, Excuse me. so I'm a, I can only assume yeah. uh, that you've had pretty darn good success, but can I ask that? How successful have you been working with farm and ranch families? I can't guarantee that I'll double the farm
3: profitability. Uh, but it's on my website. I, do, I I do guarantee that for every dollar you spend on my services, you, you nearly you at least triple um, the return on investment. So average farm family meeting I have with a farm family uh, on I, I meet I have two different programs. I meet uh, with a family once a month over 24 months, and then we do succession planning. And and that those average uh, those monthly meetings we average between three to ten thousand dollars in improved efficiency of the operation. It Easily covers the cost of my my consulting services. You know, And that's why I'm able to, to, on my website, guarantee that for every dollar you spend, I'll, I'll return 300% or else I simply don't invoice at the end of the month.
0: So people wanting some more information or, or to find out where your next uh, a workshop is, your master class, get involved, talk to you, you know, pin you down, ask questions, yeah. argue, whatever the case is. And I'm sure all of the above, um, how do we go about getting a hold of you? What do we do? I just go to stubborn.farm, www.stubborn.farm.
3: And I should just add there um, that uh, with, my ma- oh, with my workshop, um, I guarantee it. If you, if you don't feel the halfway through that you're, you're getting um, what you paid for, then we just refund you 100%. I stand behind what I do, 100%. Where,
0: is your, where and when is your next workshop? Are you having one in person where you're bringing, you know, like a two-day, bringing, bringing people together in one location?
3: Uh, we, we're doing it all across North America. You'll have to go to my website. We just keep on having people call us. Uh, to put on workshops uh, throughout this winter. What I do is uh, often 4-H groups um, or FFA clubs or different agriculture organizations, they call me up and we give them 20% of the door. If they are able to put together 10 farms, we'll give them 20% of the door. And it's a great way to raise money for your local uh, agriculture charity. And more importantly, it's a great way to make sure that the farm families in your, uh, your area are still farming together in 30 years' time.
0: For more information and to have Cajun and his program come to your town or your club, head to www.stubborn.farm, yep, stubborn.farm, to start getting those questions answered. Now, next week, we go just a, a tick more down the rabbit hole of succession planning and how to make the operation, as we say, go from good to great. Looking forward to that. Now, Kirk is on hold as we speak. That means we're going through the numbers when we come back. Just a reminder, crew, as we get ready to go here to break, we're fixing to get ready to to launch our new livestock market reporting platform. We're going to have sale barns. We're going to have private treaty reports. We're going to be gathering that information from a number of different sources. So if you would like some specific information, if it be a sale barn, if it be a particular market, if it be a particular bull sale, you know how you can get a hold of us, and we will certainly gather all that information that we can. Hey, howdy, this is Forty J. Smith, you know me as Lloyd from the hit TV show Yellowstone, the Ranch It Up radio show, keep tuned to it. The Tri-State Livestock News, what ranchers read. Stop by your local sale barn or livestock center and grab the latest issue of the Tri-State Livestock News.
3: From the latest cattle market reports to various news stories within the ag industry, the Tri-State Livestock News covers it all. You can also check us out at tsln.com. And for those of you that might be interested in subscriptions or advertising, please give me a call, Tracy Hawk, at 406-951-3211. The
0: Tri-State Livestock News, what ranchers read. Crew, it's super easy to get a hold of the boss lady and I, and we want to hear any beef that you may have, or maybe just let us know what's happening out there in cow country. 707-RANCH-20 is the hotline. Leave us a voicemail or fire us a text, 707-RANCH-20. It's not every day that you find something so natural that works. Green Acres Angus Genetics are just that, medium-frame cattle that perform on a 100% grass-fed and finished diet. Head to green-acres.org. Neogen, the partner you need.
3: We are very deep with providing genomic testing to all facets of production. We are very involved in biosecurity and animal safety. Again, all along the chain, and we can add value there. So if you have questions or concerns, contact your animal health distributor. Contact us directly. Go to Neogen.com. We're more than happy to help. Some of our best products and improvements come from producers. And if they've got an idea on maybe how we can help, we'd like to hear what they have to say.
0: Neogen the partner you now have. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for hanging out with us. It is that time when we check in with Kirk Donsbach, Stonex Financial Incorporated. Kirk, glad to have you back in the driver's seat. So let's talk about last week, uh, kind of what it did, what's going on, because I know we're kind of moving into those times when now that a lot of the weaned calves have gone across the scales, people are looking towards selling those bred heifers, bred cows. So uh, let's talk about the markets and see if we can get kind of a beat on this thing. All
2: right, we'll jump right into it, Tigger. As of Friday, November eighteenth, January feeders closed at one eighty twenty two and a half. That's up a dollar and a half on the week with the CME feeder index at one seventy five thirty six, down ten cents on the week. That leaves our basis at a negative $5.41 and a half cents versus the January futures. And just to clarify that, that means January futures, were, which are out in time a little bit, are above today's cash price by $5.41 and a half cents. We did get a cattle on feed after the market on Friday. Cattle on feed came out at 98% versus an expected 983 the place number came in at 94 versus an average estimate of 96.3, so a little bit bullish there. And then marketed came out at 101% versus 100.8% expected. So, all in all, kind of a slightly bullish Catalan feed report. December Live closed at 152.92 and a half, up $1.10. Cash traded 151 to 52 in the south, 153 to 55 in the north, leaving the five area weighted average. A uh, penny lower at 152.68, and the basis at a positive 39.5 cents. And you'll notice that the basis on live cattle is is very in a very normal range. Weekly slaughter was again a high six, and seventy-four thousand. That's 3,000 over last week and 14,000 over the same week last year. Choice box is printed 254.87. Unfortunately, that is down $4 and seven cents. The boxes are still struggling a little bit. December corn closed the week at $6 and 67 cents, uh, nine and a half cents on the week. Well, Kirk, now that we are officially
0: into the, uh, the holiday season that I'm gonna, gonna say, and, and a lot of us, you know, I hope we're kind of looking at book work and what we need to do and what not do. I'm going to just put you on the spot and ask, are you going to kind of be around here going forward in the month of December that if people have some questions and they're on the newsletter that, that you will be available to to visit and answer those questions as we're, you know, getting ready, believe it or not, here in another 30 days, you know, wrapping up the year?
2: This is kind of the time when the ranch work lightens up, as most of your listeners know, I'm sure. So I do try to try to plan uh, my, my brokerage trips uh, that I do take on the year through December and January mostly. So I do have a little bit of traveling coming up. But generally speaking, I always have my phone with me and and, uh, my computer for email access. So, yeah, I would say i am definitely be available and and pretty much every morning still.
0: Hey, Kirk, appreciate it. Be safe and have a good uh, turkey day. Uh,
2: You and your family have a wonderful Thanksgiving, Tigger. Thanks, buddy.
1: Hey, guys, Mark Van Zee with livestockmarket.com. Wanted to update you on what we have selling on online auction this coming Wednesday, November 30th. We'll be selling one horse this week that you serious horse folks might be interested in. She's a 2010 Bay AQHA mare, a granddaughter of Pepta Boons Mall, and a great-granddaughter of Smart Little Lena and Doc Olena. The owner just doesn't have time for her. She's moving out of the area. She's really sweet, good-mannered. She's been used in a therapy program, but she's probably better suited for ranch or pleasure work. Uh, she's located down in Bourne, Texas at Hanson Horses. She'll open at just $100, and she'll sell no reserve. Also on this sale, I got 19 tons of three-string square alfalfa. Second cutting, no weed, dust, or bugs stored inside from Reamer Farms in Gary Owen, Montana. It opens at just ten dollars a ton. I got two truckloads, forty-eight bales of large round prairie hay, tested from Jensen Farms in Langdon, North Dakota. Bales weigh twelve hundred pounds, triple net wrapped. Loading assistance and trucking available. They open at five dollars a bale. And I got five truckloads of large round cornstock bales. They're four by five bales, weighing eleven 1, fifty. Baled behind a chopping cornhead. The farmer will load you out. These are represented by Boehm Auction Service in Mandon, North Dakota. They open at just $10 a bale. Now, don't forget about that December 7th bull cow and replacement sale coming up the following week. There's currently 140 head on that sale, and that includes some really nice registered breeding age bulls. I'll have a full sale bill here for you next week. But in the meantime, go check them out online at livestockmarket.com.
0: I tip my hat to you from one legend to another. Before we go, a big tip of the hat and a famous last words goes out to all of you on your Thanksgiving holiday weekend. Yeah, enjoy yourselves. Play some cards. Eat some stuffing, mashed potato. Yeah, you can have some turkey. But remember, beef, it's what's for dinner, at least at our place anyway. And now that's going to wrap it up for today. A big thanks from our crew to yours, Andy Cajun Junkin. Appreciate it so much with Stubborn.Farm. Mark Vanzi with LivestockMarket.com. Kirk Donsbach with Stonex Financial Incorporated. And a big thank you from our partners, Green Acres, Vitelli, Pharmatan, and Imagine Ingredients, the American Gelvie Association, the Tri State Livestock News, the Farmer and Rancher Exchange, and the Fence Post. Abrahamson Rodeo Company, Westway Feed Products, Neogen, Allied Genetic Resources, LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, AuctionTime.com, RFD TV, The Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. And now, crew, so glad y'all came with us just one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook at ranch it Up Show, all our social media at Ranch Ranch It Up Show. We have multiple updates and posts per week. Our email ranchitupshow at gmail.com. Call and text us 24 7 at 707 RANCH20. That's 707 726 Spread the good word and join us again next week where it's always Tigger approved. Stay ranchy crew and ranch it up.